Hello, hello, beautiful So Welcome to the Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibova, an alignment woman's coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. My mission is to empower visionaries who are on the path to embody their fullest self-expression, to soulfully expand into a quantum leap in all dimensions of their lives. Each week, I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, purpose, and even bigger impact in this world. No more hiding, no more playing it small. It's time to step up and up-level your life now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. And I can promise you, this one is going to be spicy and so unapologetic because our beautiful guest today, Melissa Ruiz, I was just telling her, girl, you're breaking every single possible rule in the old paradigm. She is true embodiment of abundance, not only on the wealth level, which hello, like stepping into the new paradigm, we do get to have that. And in just under three years, she built an amazing, successful spiritual seven-figure business, which, hello, like who doesn't desire that to walk in their purpose and be abundantly paid? But she's also showing the new ways of how to do things, embody things, not only through her yoga practices, but also yeah. through soulful alignment and mindfulness. And this is something that I truly love and truly believe. Melissa, I just can't wait to dive so deep in like yeah. today in the topic with you because like <laughs> your energy, your radiance, it's one, it's contagious, but also, yeah. like I'm saying, you're breaking every single rule, what women should be like, what they should act like, who they should be like, what spiritual business is, what spiritual means. I have yes. so many clients who are an amazing, powerful, way showers, spiritual entrepreneurs, and they struggle with charging and aligning yeah. with their offers. And so I really want to know, like, how did you break through all of these like old shits and old ways? And how did you create the life that it's so rich for you while yeah. you're leading others? Yeah. Well, one thing, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm super excited. Just like your energy and the way you introduce, it was so perfect and aligned with how I flow too. I'm just like, just just put me in coach, like, just let's get in the vortex. Let's like figure out what spirit wants to say. Cause I know I am just the channel, the conduit and like, let, uh, let the thing flow through me. So one of the things that I, er that I discovered early on was there wasn't anything for me to do. It was for me to discover about myself. I discovered the truest essence of who I am beyond just what I should do. And I think this came from an early age, uh, somebody who came out of the closet when I was 13 and 14 years old. And I know we're kind of going a little left, but I think that's important to the story because I believe that when a soul comes to earth already with, you know, wanting to define 
and not play in the boxes. This soul has to be confident. They already know they're going to come down here super sassy. They already know they're going to come down here breaking all the rules. And so for me, it started from a very young age. It started for me just really being able to go so deep within myself and ask, what do I want to do? How do I want my life to look like? But like a lot of us, I was also caught in that matrix. I was also caught in the web of, you know, my parents being immigrants to this country and having all of these expectations of what wealth meant and how much I should have or shouldn't have, um, the career that I was going to pick. Um, all of those things was a lot of pressure for me. And um, I think it took a huge breakdown and it took me not actually having money. So I think it's so interesting and funny that I talk about money and that I have access to wealth now because nobody gave me a dollar to start this business. Mm -hmm. And actually when I started it, I had the worst poverty consciousness. Like it was so bad because people don't understand that when you grow up queer, brown, daughter of an immigrant, poor country or a poor city, um, violence, your surroundings tell you that you can't do that. You don't see other people doing that. So your life becomes limited. And I had to break out of all of those things by connecting to my spirit. And I've been doing that from a very young age. So for me, I think it's a blessing. I've been connecting with my spirits. I've been connecting with my team for a long time. Um, and I think it was because I always wanted more for myself. And that's a decision that we have to make. You know, I'm a little bit of a tough cookie because sometimes people will come to me and they're like, yeah, that sounds so good, Melissa. But like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't think positive or I, I don't have, you don't know my situation. What, what do you say to somebody when their bank account is negative? People love to play this game. And really my answer is so simple. You have to want to live a good life. You have to decide and practice every single day as if your life depended on it, that you deserve wealth and you deserve abundance. You have to know your truest nature first in order for you to attract anything in the outside. So that's a little bit about how I got started and a little bit about how I honestly started to gain the confidence um, in talking about these things. It actually came from clarity first of who I am as a soul, as a being, and then moving from that space. So amazing, Melissa. And I really love that you have experienced that contrast because it makes you relatable. It makes yeah. you like... You, when people try to tell you, but you don't understand because I'm of color, you don't understand because I'm yeah. immigrant, you don't understand because blah, 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 blah. And you're yeah. like, you think so? Didn't we all have challenges? Like, I don't know yeah. a person who had no challenges growing up, even if it's yeah. just the stories they create for themselves. So you have experienced the contrast, you have experienced the poverty, you have experienced the scarcity, and yeah. you chose for yourself differently. And I truly believe it's a declaration. It's a choice. Like I'm not going to be living this way ever again. I don't yeah. want me and my loved ones to be in this energy, to be in these circumstances. If I change, everything around me can change. 
So I want to go a little bit deeper on, you mentioned that from very young age, you were connected to the spirits and to your guides. What about those who are still sitting in their stuff and they're like, yeah, Melissa, Petia, good for you girls, but I'm still sitting here. I don't have money for the rent. I am this, I am that. I have to be in a job that I don't like. Like, you know, like the, the, the like reasons that we can be always getting, how they can connect with the spirits, how they can connect. What is their truth? Because if you think about it, we receive decades of conditioning of what our life will be like. Then we started experiencing it and we don't know how to get out. So what are some of the ways that helped you on your journey, Melissa? And of course, each and every one of us is different. I get that. And I feel like there can be some universal principles that we can lay out for people and they can say like, oh, yeah, this is really calling me. Forget the rest, but this one thing or this is where I can start. So for people who are listening right now, they're like, well, I know I'm a spiritual being, but I don't know how to get consistent access to the spirits, to the guides, to my own inner truth. What is something that people can do to create that? Mm, Oh my God, this is such a beautiful question. And I first want to start off with probably something triggering that um, a lot of people use this uh, spirituality term, right? We hear this a lot, like to become spiritual, to be spiritual, but there's nothing that you have to do to become spiritual. There are no jewels. There's no way to dress. There's nothing that you have to do. It's actually recognizing and understanding that we're all two things, that we are the human density part that walks the earth. It's the earthy heaviness part of who we are. It's what allows our ego to reside in the body and have a personality and experience love and heartbreak and all the beautiful things that earth school has. And it's remembering that we came on this journey with a passenger and that passenger is called spirit. And so the first thing that we can all be doing is to be mindful, to get quiet, and go within ourselves. It's an inward journey. Young Pueblo says this the best in his book, Inward, right? It's about us coming back to ourselves. And the only way we can do that is in silence. The only way we can do that is by connecting maybe to nature, because nature is already in the energy of presence. It's us being present. And most human beings aren't. So somebody who's listening to this and is like, how do I do all of this? Their logical brain is already saying, give me the one, two, three step. Give me the one, two, three step and fix my problem. But that's not the approach that is going to help you get there. The approach that I want to bring to you is about harnessing your intuition. It's about understanding to connect to your first brain, which is your belly, right? Before we had language, how did we make decisions? We made decisions through our intuition, right? This is why in yoga, Hakini Mudra, we bring all of our fingers to touch. And you see a lot of people in power making speeches like this because that's what they're doing. They're activating that Manipura chakra. They're activating their first brain. They're activating their intuition. So it's just reminding ourselves that we have spirit all of the time with us. It's just about how do we access it? And there are many beautiful practices that you can start to do. Even reading, even just 
eating mindfully, all of these things will start to help the monkey mind relax. And it'll start to give you the access to hear yourself. For me, my main three practices have been yoga, meditation, and active mindfulness. Those are the first things that I started to do and access to really learn to hear myself. And that, that was so helpful for me. Um, I ended up getting yoga certified, um, a meditation teacher, all of those things. But just give yourself the opportunity to get reps in and to practice. And here's another important thing that I want to share. Don't expect anything to happen. You see, this is the problem, especially with trying to break down energy work, quantum field, mindfulness. All of this stuff is not, it's hard to quantify. And when we're still in that logical brain, we can't understand that there is, that it's a feeling. It's a state of mind. It's a shift in perspective, right? You have to connect to somebody that can help get you there because we have to shift out of the mind, drop into the heart and drop into the body. And there's specific practices depending on different lineages and different um, origins of practice that will allow you to access that. So my first step always is to try to get yourself in a class, go to a workshop. I don't care where you live. I promise you there is a free class somewhere around you. When I first started to practice, I was so broke. I was in the middle of a divorce. I was paying about $10,000 in legal fees. I had just quit my six-figure job. And that year, that sabbatical taught me everything I needed to know about money. Because somehow, some way, even though I wasn't working, I was teaching yoga for 50 bucks. I was paying all of these fees. I, moved, I had the opportunity to go to yoga teacher training. I traveled more than ever. I always had it for my rent. And I started to realize that something magical was happening. That the less I actually stressed about money, the more I trusted in the universe, the more life started to give me tangible proofs that it was supporting me. And I'll give you a perfect example. My beautiful friend, transitioned not that long ago, but I remember I met them um, at our pool. I lived in a building. It was a um, tiny home community. I lived in a home that was about not even 500 square feet. And so I really went small because I was like, okay, I need to put myself in the environment where I can hear myself. So I stripped everything away. And during that time, I used to go to the pool because I was so broke. I didn't have money. I didn't have a job. I was just teaching yoga and meditation in my building. But I had a pool, so I would get in my bikini all the time and I would go to the pool. That's what made me feel good. And then I met somebody there. He ended up becoming a really good friend and I was writing out my business proposal. You see, we always love the highlight reels of how people made seven figures, but you don't ever really hear like, okay, how did that happen, right? And um, I was there with, with this person named Jim. He said, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm writing out my, my, my business proposal. I'm gonna be a seven figure entrepreneur. And he said, what is it that you want to do? I was like, I want to teach people yoga and meditation. It changed my life. And I want to teach that to people. And he said, well, why don't you teach it at my school? I'm a director at SUNY college. Mm -hmm. And long story short, he was like, and I'll pay you $3,000. I was like, what? From $50 to $3,000? And I cried, you know, I was just like, wait, what? Like, I've never had anybody pay me $3,000 to do this. And it just strengthened my intuition 
and trust with the universe. I started to realize that the more I actually spoke to the universe and told the universe what I wanted, how I wanted it, my desire, and that all I had to do was hold that desire and belief at its highest without introducing doubt. I always was able to manifest what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And when I say without introducing doubt, I mean, it's not like, um, I want to build a seven figure business, but I don't think I could do that. I started to learn. I was like, oh no, my only job is to harness this desire. And so the reason why I want to share this part, which is important for people listening is, is that in the beginning, I didn't believe a lot of the things that I even practice now. I went to yoga for an entire year at 6 a.m. Every single day I would go and I'm like, I don't see nothing happening. Why is this person telling me to drop into my body? This is so stupid. I don't, I don't get it because my body was still catching up. Like it was, it was still catching up to all of it. But I knew that every time I left that class, I felt happy. I felt relieved. Yes, the thoughts came back, but I learned through time that the more reps I got in, the more repetition I got in, that somehow, some way, I woke up one day and I realized, holy crap, like those things that used to bother me, they don't bother me anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, oh shit, like this belief that I had about money is actually not there anymore. And so it happens through practice and repetition. And that's really important for me to share because I think oftentimes, again, we hear these stories of like, just do these five steps and you will be, you will be abundant and you will be a spiritual being. No, it's not like that. You got to travel the path. Everybody has to travel that same path. Mm -hmm. Oh, Melissa, I love your story so much. And your energy, it's again, it's so contagious. Like you can truly feel it. And I feel like that's what we really get to focus on, you know, instead of being in our mind, instead of trying to like, and I've been there, you know, what is the perfect strategy? What is the perfect yeah. steps? What is, you know, and looking outside of myself and especially through pregnancy, I was like so humbled on when I try to like create strategies and the flow based on everybody else's because I'm like, that's how I will make it faster before the baby girl comes. It wasn't working and I was burned out and I was like having meltdowns all the time. So I was like, I don't like this. I went back to myself. I went back to the inward journey. I went back into yeah. honoring like, this is my way. This is how I feel good. This is how I feel safe. And it's the feeling that it's going to start shifting the things, like you said, shifting the perception, shifting the mindset. And I love how you share, like, don't have expectations. I remember yeah. a couple of years ago, I started to practice and learning about Kundalini activation process through inner dance journey. And it's so beautiful because it's truly like a feminine art into dropping into your fully body and trust and surrender. And yeah. I had some incredible experiences on the sessions that I have been doing on myself, like, you know, channeling like language, like astral body projections. And it was like, wow. And then suddenly there started to be sessions when I'm like, well, this feels good, but it's not a big deal. So I messaged my, you know, my guide, my mentor. I was like, hey, like, what is happening? Am I doing something wrong? He was like, yeah, you're having expectations. Ooh. You're 
not being yes. surrendered. You're not being open to what's meant to come through you and for you. You're expecting the fireworks. You're expecting. So how do you, and, and, and this is like so interesting to me, you know, how do you, because I feel like leading a, a business you get to also use your mind, right? You said like, hey, I'm sitting there and writing my business proposal. How do you blend these, I don't want to say two, it feels like million things together when you're a business owner, when you have a team or when you're growing, when you're expanding, when you want to get your message out and impact people. So I feel like that's more of like the logical and strategic side and the side of like, I just want to trust, I just want to surrender I will keep showing up no matter what, because I feel like sometimes to the beginning of a business and forget it beginning. Sometimes we have like income dips. Sometimes like programs don't sell out as we want to. We, we share on stories and on Instagram, like all the highlights, but yeah. How can you blend this trust when the reality is still not catching up? When the clients are not showing up when the business income has a dip, when, you know, you have unexpected investments. So how do you blend the strategy and the spirituality together? Yeah, I love that. This is a something, this is uh, the thing that I teach inside of Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business. It's how do you balance the um, healed masculine and the divine feminine? And by the way, you need both in your business. And I teach both in our business. So you don't want to be in your divine feminine flow when you don't have your clients on reoccurring payments. That's something that requires healed masculine energy. You don't want to be in your divine, you know, divine eminent energy when you are planning your next six months. Like those are things that you need to have strategy for. And so I always try to make a list of all of the things that really um, help that healed masculine energy, which is more of the strategy base for the business. And then making sure that the divine feminine can live in your content, in the way you write, in the way that you even attract people, but you need both energy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we fail a lot of people with just saying, just go out there and attract the people. And if you've ever had a failed launch, then you know that shit does not work. And if you've ever tried to do the opposite where it was too strategy focused and you followed everything to the T, you realize that that doesn't work either. This is why I'm so passionate about calling, you know, the soul entrepreneurship really our connection to our dharma and our connection to our work. Because truly, when we connect to the work that we're supposed to be doing on this planet and you would do it anyway, all of this stuff starts to take a backseat. And you honestly want that in your business. That is the new earth energy. This old paradigm where the money focus is the primary focus is the part that has kept us in a hamster wheel. It's the part that has... um. I hate to say this, but like people have been doing a lot of unethical practices because they're not leading from the human before the business. Mm. You see, the way I run my business is I look at the person that's sitting right in front of me and I have to analyze 
is this going to be really helpful for them? Like, do they truly actually really need this? Can they make this financial commitment? Is this a healthy stretch for them? Or is this going to throw them over the edge? Mm -hmm. So we have to be able to use that discernment. And that's what this new earth entrepreneurship energy is really teaching us. It's teaching us that what is good for one is good for the other. The old ways of doing business was one person at the top. One person is the only one that profits and benefits in every sense of the way. And everybody is like squashed, like little minions. Everybody's like overworked. And that was me. I still remember the day that I worked on the 34th floor. I worked one block away from Wall Street at the corporate level, selling million dollar shows, being a TV producer. I had worked for MTV. I was, I had a really like, I liked being a TV producer. It was never that I didn't like it. I just hated the work culture. I hated feeling anxiety at nine in the morning, feeling like who's going to talk bad about me or what work I didn't get done, the pressure. And I remember I had a cube by the window and I used to always look out the window. And I remember feeling like, you know, when I have my own company, I'm never going to make people feel like this. Like we have to fight for our lunch period. Like I should not be eating my salad in front of my computer and trying to get my work done. Like I have to stay late, even though I don't get paid, you know, to stay late. Why am I the only brown queer person, you know, here till seven and everybody else leaves at five? Like, I just always wanted to be in an atmosphere where it felt like a team, where it felt like everybody was contributing. And so that is a new earth energy. It's bringing back the central focus of mother earth, of sharing our resources, of understanding that this is, um, collective vibration frequency where we're all lifting each other up and not just making sure that one person is good while everybody else suffers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love what you're like teaching and what you're stepping into, because like you said, like the soul and money focus will never make you feel fulfilled. will never make you no. feel like the richness of life. You will get things, you will get the money, you will get the stuff. And you will still feel like something is missing. You will be aiming for the next and next and next. And I love what you have created with your team also, because I feel like it's really the contrast. Like when I was back in a corporate, you know, seven years ago, when I felt the toxicity and people talking about each other's back and really not being in supporting, loving and ascending environment, I'm like, I never want to feel like this. I want to be surrounded by people. And then I went on tangents, you know, like people who are supportive and spiritual. And it's just like declaring and seeing the possibilities versus focusing on what is. So you're doing such an amazing job, Melissa, with everything you're Thank creating you. and embodying. And I love that you're bringing the new possibilities on how to do it in a way that it's soulful, that it's fulfilling and you're doing it in such an unapologetic way, your way. Yeah. And that's what I truly believe, Melissa, that created the abundance for you because you're doing it your way. You're not doing it anyone else's way or anyone else's yeah. voice or methods. You're like, this is me. You either like it or you don't. I don't need you to like me, but people who like me will love me. So yes. <laughs> and that is so important. There are so many things that you're touching on here. Like one, I think one is the embodiment piece. I think there are a lot of people who desire to step into a certain frequency, but the truth is, is that 
until you realize that you are the person that is self-sufficient, meaning you don't need somebody else to pay you. Like I have not received a, a paycheck in four years. Like I know that no matter where I go, I'm going to be able to be self-sufficient. And that is the one of the first steps that somebody who's still at a job needs to shift into, right? And you're not going to get that until you recognize your power. Mm. until you recognize and know who you really are, that you didn't come to be a slave to the matrix or to work 30 years or 40 years. And now listen, don't get it twisted. If you love your job and it activates your soul's purpose, that's great. And that's good for you, but that's not a lot of people. And that's why people are miserable in their job, right? Because it's a job. It's a means to an end. We shouldn't be anywhere, not in a relationship, not at a job, anything that feels like a means to an end. And yet we live life like that. Even our actions, everything we do is a means to an end. Let me, let me throw in the washing machine, the clothes. So then I can do this and then I can do that. So really what helped me so much was a practice of being present. When I learned to be present to who I was, I actually gained more knowledge to what my soul actually came here to do. Then I started to get the realization, oh, everybody's self-sufficient. Everybody has a gift. And one of the things that I teach all of our students is recognizing that you have a God-given talent and you have a human talent. And your human talent is something you learn here on earth. So you might learn how to be a good accountant, but you also have a God-given talent. Every human soul, even if you don't know it yet, I promise you, Keep going on the self-discovery journey. You have something that is a gift to this planet. Maybe it's your ability to be compassion. Maybe it's your ability to be a space holder. Maybe it's your voice and you love to see, like whatever it is, it's your artistry, it's your painting. You have a gift. And actually what I have found, the strategy in building a very successful soulful business that you don't want to burn down and you don't want to run away from is when you merge the two. When you can merge your actual talent. You see, I used to be a TV producer for 13 years. I know how to sell million dollar shows. I'm very good at branding. I'm very good at marketing. And I just took that skill as I had a spiritual awakening. And I realized like, holy crap, I don't need to be a TV producer. This is actually not helping humanity. Like I want to do something bigger. You don't have to leave your human talents behind. And I think a lot of people are doing that. They think it's an either or. Let me just leave my old life and I'm spiritual and I'm going to just step into being. Listen, I know a lot of spiritual people who are miserable as fuck. Okay. It does, th th that's just another title. All you got to do is continue to walk the path and connect to the altar of your heart. What path? The path of you expanding more into who you really are. Who you really are just depends. You just got to keep going. And you keep discovering it. I'm still discovering it. Every single person that's living and breathing on this planet, nobody's ever healed. So don't even buy into that. Don't put anybody in a pedestal. Unless they're an ascended master, a Gandhi, a Mother Teresa, <laughs> and many other beautiful sages that have walked this planet, their soul came here purposely to reincarnate and teach us the lessons that we needed to, mm -hmm. to learn. But we're all here students of God and just learning or spirit or source, whatever makes you feel comfortable, right? But remember I said that we're two things, we're a human and we're a spirit. So you see, sometimes my human self loves to trip, right? Sometimes my human self is like, 
You can't do that. Who are you? You're going to be 40 this year. This is me. Who are you to start a business? Your whole entire family, nobody has ever made $200,000. Who are you? Who do you think you are? You think you're going to make a million dollars? But you see, when I tap into my quantum self, and this is what I called my quantum you, my other passenger, the part of me that's connected to the totality of the universe, my quantum self reminds me, you're a bad bitch. What do you mean? You come from the energy that created this entire universe. Like there's nothing that's stopping you. Look at whoever you want and whatever you see in them, you have it too. Whatever you recognize in somebody else, they're just reflecting that back to you. So if you see greatness in somebody, that's because that greatness lives within you. And so I always keep that dear to my heart. And I remember, and I give myself a permission slip. When we have our self-doubt, it's okay. We're not aiming for perfection in this life. We're aiming for progress. We're aiming for practice. That's why we practice. It's not for perfection. Actually, in yoga, we say we practice so that when the storms come and the turbulent times come and your mind feels really shaky, you have a lot of those resilient chips. You see, I don't practice when I have a good day. I practice when I actually don't want to practice. You know why? Because I know that that's the discipline. Mm -hmm. I know that that's me. Mm -hmm making sure that I'm doing the thing and I'm getting the reps in. And you see, a lot of people don't do that. People only want to practice when the conditions are perfect. But that's not the practice. It's easy to practice when the condition is perfect. It's easy to go outside when it's a nice, bright, sunny day. But can you go out when it's rainy? And that's what happens in our mind, right? It's like, can you weather the storm? Oh, so powerful. So much goodness from Elisa and I told you I could be literally sitting here with you for hours and hours and hours and soaking all of this beautiful wisdom in for those who want a little bit more of you or so much more of you. What is something that you are creating these days that people can connect with you or work with you and what are the best places to find you and connect with you online? Yes. Well, please send me a voice note at I am Melissa Ruiz. This is my Instagram. And I specifically said voice note. Um, I love sending voice messages. And I think me and you kind of went yep. off on that. I'm like, I hate typing. So send me a voice <laughs> note. I answer um, and take care of my inbox. So I love connecting with our audience. It is something that I always tell people will never go out of style. You connect with people and you show up in community. And I promise you, your community will show back up for you. One of the offerings that we have right now is Unleash and Unveil Your Soul Business. It is my signature 10th round of exactly what I just shared with you. How to build your soulful business in alignment with your highest self without pimping out your spiritual gifts, which is very important to certain people who are very connected to their modality and are feeling like, can I charge for this? Is this okay? And, you know, I have a message for you. Yes, it is okay. It's more than okay. Spirit doesn't want us to be broke in any kind of way. We came here through the portal of abundance and just remind yourself that is all around us. Money is just one form, but your time, abundant. Your energy, abundant. Nature, abundant. Your friendship, abundant. Sex, abundant. There is abundance everywhere. It really depends on whether you're looking or not. Yes. Let's look all together. Let's connect with Lisa. I love her voice note. We were just chatting like yesterday. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so refreshing when you can really feel the person's energy. So mm. Melissa, I am so excited for your offerings, what you're creating. Mm -hmm. So blessed that we could connect 
face to face, smile to smile. And I was being able to be in your essence, in your medicine, in your truth, in your unapologetic wild nature. It's just so felt and seen. And I love what you're representing and what you're standing Thank up you. for in this world. So Thank you for today and everything you're creating in the world. Thank you so much. Bye, humans. See you soon.